0: Hey everybody, welcome to Darisha's podcast, Elite Mastery. I created this um, series of podcasts because I felt that um, there's lots of information out there to inspire and motivate individuals like myself and people that I work with uh, throughout the year and all the speeches and talks that I do. So throughout the month and throughout the year, I'll be interviewing people who are experts in their fields and I consider them as masters. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, amazing viewers, followers, supporters, welcome to another uh, version of our podcast. Today I'm absolutely honoured to have a special guest with me here, Ms. Zoe Turner. Thank Thank you. you very much for coming. Now we've been friends for a long while, but we've been kind of online friends on LinkedIn and social media, and I've been a follower of Zoe and I'm very proud and privileged to have her here today. And thank you for coming and thank you for, I know you're extremely busy, I know you've got businesses going all over the place and thank you for finding the time to be here today.
1: You're welcome. Thank
0: you. Uh, I know you're a little bit nervous because you don't know what's coming. What, what happens is most people ask me, Doris, what are we going to discuss? What's the subject? What's the agenda? It's like a fireside chat. I know you have an amazing story to share. I know you've got lots to talk about and hopefully we'll, we'll get in a place where you're comfortable sharing it with us, the, the listeners, the viewers and you can inspire thousands and thousands of people who are listening to this. Would that be okay?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Great, great. So, you're based in Dubai.
1: I am, yes. I've been in Dubai for 10 years now. Almost uh, a long time.
0: 2010 you came, because I, I arrived in 2009.
1: Okay, yeah, so I came a year later in 2010. I moved out here in November 2010 to work with a, um, for me it was a complete career change when I moved out here. Um, so I'd got, got a job with a finance company, which is essentially a sales role. And it was new to me because it was something I'd never done before. I'd moved from the UK where I was a child protection social worker for 10 years. So you were in a
0: caring business?
1: I, I was, I was, yeah. Um, I've got a, a master's in, in social work and I'd done that for 10 years of my life. Um, and alongside that I'd qualified as a coach and a hypnotherapist and I'd invested in a small property portfolio in, the, in Liverpool where I lived and I'll be honest I wasn't very good at delegation and I was literally burnt out stressed out and, and, and just strung out basically and um, I got an opportunity I was very unhappy in, in my job and I'd got an opportunity to move out to Dubai and um, I mean I was, ch- how it happened, I was chatting to an ex-boyfriend and he'd been for an interview with one of the large companies out here in Knightsbridge and he was so excited. I called him up to get a builder's number for one of the properties and he was so excited and I was like infected with his excitement and I knew what he was telling me was what I needed to be doing
0: you've never been to Dubai before
1: I'd never been to Dubai I didn't know I was going to Dubai at that point but I just knew that I needed to be doing something dynamic and exciting was he
0: excited about this particular company in Dubai was he excited about Dubai he
1: was he wasn't moving to Dubai he was excited about the opportunity and and for me
0: opportunity for him
1: for him to to work in financial services where he was going to be placed I don't know Mm -hmm. and I was like okay so a mutual friend it was my ex mortgage advisor he worked in Mauritius and he headed a financial company out there so I contacted him and I was like I don't have any background in, in, in that, and, and I guess that's kind of one of the sore points in the UAE, because it is unregulated, you know? Yes. Um, but he got me an interview, and I ended up getting a job. And
0: Is this the same company as your ex-boyfriend had an opportunity, or it's totally different company?
1: I'll be honest with you, it wasn't the same company. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just been talking about that company, and I decided not to go with them and I went with one of their rivals okay. and I moved to Dubai and it was...
0: Was this a commission only role?
1: It was a commission only wow. role.
0: Wow. Wow. And uh, you were single at the time by yourself. Lady on her own comes to Muslim country, Middle Eastern country, commission only. Yeah. And you nervous before we start? I'm getting nervous uh, just thinking about what you did ten years ago.
1: Yeah, I, thankfully wow. I wow. had a few savings, which enabled me to move out here and be comfortable mm. um, without having to worry. Mm. Wow. You know, so you so know. So let,
0: let's just go through this, okay? For somebody to make that massive change, most people wait for the, the the bottom of the barrel. Something massive changes. Enough is enough. You didn't go there. You were just burnt out and you said i just want to change what made you what inspired you to make that massive move because it's huge the way you just belittled it it's it's a
1: huge move for somebody
0: on their own like do you have friends here did you have
1: i didn't know anyone here i i knew of somebody and i was put in contact with him um he's somebody that i'd mixed i'd been interested in personal development for for a long time and I had a lot of contacts on my Facebook and I remember putting a post on Facebook saying I was going to move to Dubai and does anyone have any contacts and you know someone recommended that you know my friend Peter, Peter Sage lived out here and he had a lovely villa on the palm so I stayed with him for a Peter of mo- says he's
0: a motivational yes. business. Tall guy. Yeah, I know Peter quite well. He's uh, Tony Robbins' coach. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know, he was Peter. one of
1: Tony's youngest trainers. Yes, I know him very well. So I stayed at Pete's villa on the Palm for almost two months, which really just helped me get myself wow. on my feet before yes. I got like my own place. Yes. Um, so it was really nice as to to kind of move out here and, and have that kind of kind of connection in a way. Wow. Um, even though I didn't know him personally. Um, but I've, tend to, you know, I've taken a full set. I came out and I proved that I could do it. I worked incredibly hard. Um, many people I feel expected me to, to fail.
0: They were waiting for you to come back. They were
1: waiting for me to come back. But one thing that I'm really good at is just rolling my sleeves up and, and getting stuck in. And when I start something, I'm incredibly committed. And um,
0: what inspired you those days? was it the money was it what was it commission only in a financial services industry takes a long time to turn the lead over do you have to create your own generate your own
1: I did lead? yeah it took me I'd say it t- probably took me about a year to get established and then within a year I was one of the best newcomers in the, there was two of us Um, They would often give an an award for the best newcomer and we'd both earned the same amount. But for some reason he got it and I didn't. I'm still talking about it to this day. And he was already in the industry. He was an ex kind of business development manager who turned into a wealth manager. So he already knew it, whereas I was completely new. So I felt I was more deserving, but I I never got it. Um, But yeah, within the second year, and it was really just consistency. And one thing that I used to do a lot of was visualization. Um, Every morning on the way to work, if I had a few minutes, I would just sit there, or in between meetings, I would sit there and I would look at the top of the building and um, I'd just get myself into, you know, a very relaxed state, take myself into self-hypnosis, which is basically where you're just calming and stilling the mind. And I would visualize myself stood on top of the roof and I did this every day for as long as I can remember and I would visualise myself stood on top of the roof with my hands in the air just with that feeling feeling the emotion that I'd conquered the business and I was really really successful so not only was I you know it wasn't just me thinking that it was I was feeling all the emotions with it because when you marry the thought with the emotion that's really when oh. when it, it is incredibly powerful and wonderful things can, c- can happen. And I think with consistency over time, I'm not saying that that is the only reason I was successful because, you know, I really worked very hard. And, you know, during my second year, I had very unique marketing um, strategies, approach, yes. which... At that time, in the industry, nobody was doing. When they realized how successful I was being, I was, everyone started copying, and it became more of a challenge. But at that time, the timing, it was it was just right for me. When everyone else was out brunching on a weekend, getting drunk, I was... Um, I used to have a, a stand in a boutique shopping center, you know, like they have at the ranches yes. and the lakes and um, I would get my leads that way so I would approach a a lot of potential prospects and initially I did it myself and then I would hire other people to work for me to give me the time but I'll be honest with you it always worked better when I was doing it you know Mm -hmm. Um, people get
0: to know you they feel your commitment uh, they feel your passion they get to know your personality and you get to know theirs and there's a connection on hello
1: Right? yeah and as horrible as this sounds I also feel that some people can be quite racist here and if you have like a Filipino or an, an Indian they think um, what do
0: they know yeah, Who are they they'll to just tell me dismiss about financial them, whereas
1: yeah. if they and it's horrible to say that but unfortunately people do do yeah. that um, because I used to have a you know some really good girls working for me and but they they were like you know I had one Filipino and one Indian and they used to get A lot of leads but it never really used to
0: quality was like it
1: never really used to qualify you know kind of convert to business and um, maybe they were just making them up and writing any number down I don't know (laughs) but when I did it that's when you know I used to convert a lot of it to business. I
0: remember because I've always been a salesperson and I was most successful when it rained because all my competition were in the office so when I knocked on a door and they saw this guy soaking wet, they thought, God, this guy's committed. Two Friday evenings when all my colleagues were in the pub, I was door knocking and they thought, God, this guy's committed. I lived in Manchester and I was knock, door knocking in Northampton at six o'clock on a Friday. It gave me like two, three in the morning back home. But hard work served me well and
1: consistency 100% 100% look I never came from a sales background but I really do feel that if you're dedicated and you work hard and you're consistent I used to take a lot of things from the movie Pursuit of Happiness it's actually one of my favourite movies with Chris Gardner and um, at the time we used to do a lot of cold calling. Although I have to say, when I was really flourishing in the business, it wasn't through my cold calls. It was through the leads that I was generating yes. through my unique marketing strategies yes. because they were warm leads. Yes. However, when I was cold calling, I used to like to sit at a desk with two phones because I didn't want to waste time. And you remember in the movie, Chris Gardner wouldn't put, yeah, the, put phone the phone down.
0: down. He wouldn't go for water.
1: Because it saved him. 20 minutes a and day. It saved, really, yeah. Something and I had the same strategy I would literally call and but I would literally call two numbers because a lot of the numbers when you call calling just don't pick up ring out yeah if it did sometimes I would just like you know just kind of press it but you know these this is I used to do this if um if I to, I guess if I had a look a lot of numbers, and I didn't know how good it was, which a lot of people in sales do. So for me, it was just a very good way of of trying to get the most out of the the data that that, that we had. But I would say that cold calling is probably not the best thing no. to do. You and know. it's very
0: um, draining because the first thing they want to do is they want to reject you. Two, you got to struggle and fight to get that appointment, and that's tiring. Justification—it's dying. But when you've already met them, let's say in a mall somewhere, they already yeah. know you. So hi, remember you when we met such and such date? I'd like to come and see you. Take this further. Exactly. So how long? How long did you stay in sales?
1: I stayed in in that for five years. Wow. For five years, and it, for me, it. I. The more I got to know the industry, the more I realized that. I would be best placed doing something else. I d- it didn't really feel aligned with, with my values. And while some of the products that they deal with are, are good, a lot of them are overpriced. And I I never felt comfortable with it, you know. To begin with, I, I didn't really know any Your better. Your intentions
0: were right. And then when my you got int- to know the product, you thought, hang on a second, maybe my prospect can invest their money better somewhere else, you're not selling the best service.
1: 100 percent 100 percent so what did w- you do after so it's been a bit of a transition
0: I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you. okay mm-hmm. so somewhere along the way you had this desire to learn because not many people get into sales and learn unique marketing strategies they don't put themselves on personal development courses what inspired you or motivated you to go into personal development or learning because learning is huge isn't it it's about yeah. growth yes so tell me, since when? Was it sort of childhood or something? You were into learning? Who introduced you to I've been learning?
1: fascinated with the um, connection between the brain and, you know, the mind and the body. Or connect, fascinated with the, 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 the brain since I was 19. Um, well, it was when I was 19, I'd, um, I'd picked up a book called Use Your Head by a gentleman called Tony Bazan. And Tony Bazan is the leading proponent of mind mapping. Yes, so I follow it. I Yeah, mm. I absolutely love mind maps. When I went to university, I would sit in a lecture and I wouldn't write in linear form because the mind doesn't work in linear doesn't. form.
0: Diagrams, The mind colours, works in shapes, association,
1: yes. almost yes. like the branches of a tree. Mm-hmm. And people would like look over the shoulder and look at me as though I was mad because I, you know... I've just gotten out of the habit. At the time I was really engrossed in word association and um, I remember reading the back of that that book um, or the version, it was one of the first editions that that I had at the time and the back of the book said that he was given an example of a student that he'd who was once a C student, helped him become an A student and get into Cambridge University just through understanding the brain and, and using the techniques to to, you know, to use his head and, and you know, apply them to his learning. And literally just that sparked my curiosity and fascinated me. And I thought, because I wasn't a particularly high achiever at school, I knew I was intelligent, and I had a twin sister who was top of everything, yet I wasn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, although I did come from, like my home life wasn't that amazing in, in, in many ways. And I, you know, I, and I, I think that affected, you know, when we were graded at school, that maybe was impacted by that. You become more that.
0: competitive, do you think? you you, you became competitive, you wanted more the questions you were asking your internal dialogue was why can't I be better, why can't I do better is that how it went why can't I be as good as my sister how can I be as good as my sister how can I get better I don't
1: think as a child I was very confident Mm -hmm. you know and it impacted me it did impact me if I'm being completely honest when I wasn't in the top groups Mm -hmm. and and I didn't want to be labelled... I felt like I was labelled thick, you know. There was always a running joke at home that everything I touched would <laughs> would break. Mm. I would break everything, you know. Maybe it so, was
0: done in jest, uh, but it hurt.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, see, so if you, you grow up with the feeling that... being told that you're clumsy and that you're going to trip over all the time and you're going to break this. I think what the mind... Um, Expect Self self-fulfilling to happen, fulfilling prophecy. Tends to happen, exactly. Mm. It becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. And so for me, reading, being introduced to the works of Tony Bazan um, and the mind mapping and the word association, it, you know, when I was at university, because I left school and I ended up getting, going to university, I dropped out of sixth form. But then I ended up doing an access course to get to university. And I was so close to getting a, a first at university. Um, I didn't, but I was only a few points off. And, and I know that's probably meaningless to it. No one knows if you've got a 2-2 or a 2-1 these days. But for me, for someone that didn't excel at school, that was pretty... Massive achievement. Yeah, that was, um, that was a really good achievement. Was and it
0: for you or was it for your family to say... I've done it, truthfully. It was for me. Wow, I mean, okay. of
1: course, we all like that, I think.
0: Was it like you've inspired me? Because I I, I have a mum, we have a close relationship now, but before it was she knocked me, everything. She was not good, I wasn't good enough, I wasn't good as him, her, never good enough. And often I I actually resented her, but I, later on I realised she was my inspiration to do better.
1: Because yeah. I wanted to show
0: her that she was wrong. I, wanted to, yeah.
1: I think for me, I always knew I had it in me, and, and of course it's wonderful if people, you know, your family does recognise your achievements. Unfortunately, you know, I think my parents probably do, but they don't vocalise it. Impressive. The only two people that vocalised it was my grandparents. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've ever heard my mum say she's proud of me. Even today? Yeah, even today.
0: How does it feel when you say it?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it's weird because even as an adult, you like to hear those words. Um,
0: May I ask you, why haven't you expressed that to her?
1: I think because we're not really that close, you know. Of course, I love her. She's my mom. Maybe you
0: just playing devil's advocate because I did this. I was in a Tony Robbins seminar. And and he said, the people that maybe you, who've hurt you most are the people that you should thank most. Yeah. And it was the case of like, I couldn't stand being too long with my close relation. And I would made a decision that I was gonna call her, invite her for Christmas to Dubai. And I'm gonna make an effort and our life has been amazing since. And because I made that first move, because you know, I thought to myself, one day it'll be too late and I'll, they'll be ne- never going back, and I'm the only one who could make that change.
1: Yeah, I truly a- agree, and that is probably the right thing to do. If there's people who you do need to make a closer connection with, mm. you know, it is important to reach out. And I'll be honest, there are a few people within my family that, that I do, really.
0: Is your sister still with us?
1: Yeah, so I have a twin.
0: How is she doing?
1: She's doing really well. She lives in the UK.
0: Does she go into business like you? Or...
1: My so... sister travelled the world for many years and now she has her own catering company wow. um, in Hastings. And, yeah, she works extremely hard and she's doing very well. So i really, you have bro- really brothers proud and of sisters? her. I have a brother who used to work in Abu Dhabi and he... It's now back in the UK and I also have half siblings as well Um, I have uh, another brother who's a half siblings and two sisters who are half siblings who I'm not unfortunately we don't really have much to do with each other yes
0: yes. Um, I look at people's families and I notice, like with yours all the siblings are successful and that shows that there's been some good upbringing there's been some nice principles and values and unfortunately maybe through ignorance people have missed certain things like encouraging your children telling them you love them how proud of you it's it's free but we miss it I remember I think I may have said this on another podcast I was coming to Dubai and one of our friends that I respect a lot a very very successful businessman phoned me up and said Darish before you go I just want to give you one piece of advice I was like okay here we go and he said you spoil your children with love don't tell them you love them so much Mm -hmm. and don't show them you love them so much and I was like out of all the advice you could give me, this is the only one I want to listen to. Mm-hmm. Because my, and I'm glad I didn't listen to them, because my children, I have four, the two older children, are so successful. Their cup is full of abundance and love, and they don't love by, they don't go into crappy relationships because they want a little bit of acknowledgement or approval, and only because they had so much love at home, they didn't have to get it somewhere else. Yeah, so they've, I honestly they've grown
1: up feeling very worthy, yes. knowing their value, knowing yes. their self-worth, yes. and yeah, I totally agree. And they can
0: always come home, and they're guaranteed love.
1: Yeah, and that's wonderful, and that's how it should, it be, should be, really. But unfortunately, there's so many families that don't Probably, experience that. Probably, if you go that. back
0: to their parents and their parents, I think it's been the chain. And mm-hmm. I think we're a generation that—I mean, you're, you're a younger generation than me—but we're a generation that we become aware, aware of that are. Um, habits or our behavior dictates the generations following the next generation. So awareness is an incredible thing. It could be a blessing or a curse. (laughs) So it can also be a curse because if it's out of your control, it can be very frustrating. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that with me. So after five years, did you decide to branch out and run your own business?
1: Yeah, I lost my way for a while I, I did a, a couple of things which never really materialized into mm-hmm. anything and why do you
0: think that is it was just a bad idea bad partnerships uh, it wasn't thought through but it was a shiny penny idea and didn't think it through properly but wait I like our view I like our viewers to actually listen because most entrepreneurs who sit in front of me they failed so many times
1: yeah I got
0: only learned something I things.
1: got um, I got involved in a couple of network marketing opportunities okay. I'd never really... Network marketing wasn't something that I had ever wanted to go into. And one of the opportunities was recommended to us by a mutual friend who we were talking about prior to this. And um, I think because I kind of valued his opinion, I did it, even though I'd said no to the opportunity many, many times. Um, So I got involved in this this network marketing opportunity and I um, and I did, I, I went all in I went all in as I do with everything for the first few months Was and it a
0: product or was it services?
1: It was a product, okay. it was a product and I did okay at it mm-hmm. but I kind of realized that it just wasn't for me. Yes. In many ways I felt like again it was you know like as a financial advisor no one wants to talk to you and yes. network marketing it's kind of like you know and also the products at the time I was dealing with um they were skin. some of them were skincare products and they had chemicals in them and I my personal journey was going
0: organic was going healthy, on an organic like a chemical thing, yeah. free mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm
1: so much so it was against
0: your values it was against your beliefs there was a conflict going on yeah Mm -hmm. so much
1: to the fact that you know if it's not in your kitchen I, I wasn't putting it on my skin you know my kitchen and bathroom were just like married into one really and although the products were many of them were recommended you know marketed as being natural they did have nasties in them. So again, I didn't feel it was aligned with me, but that whole, you know, just the whole, you know, network marketing can be great if it's a good product and it's done well. Tony Romans talks about that. I think he's released a podcast. Even
0: Bill Gates says, if I had to do it all over again, I'd get into network marketing.
1: Yeah. I just think that these days we've experienced so many spam, so much spam from You know like I know when I get a friend request on Facebook if they're a a network marketer you know and not necessarily scammers but I know if they're into network marketing because you can tell by the nature of the the posts and I think it's just kind of like got a little bit of a bad name Mm -hmm. and yeah the other opportunity was network marketing but that was more in finance and again that was just a bad decision at the time I was, again, I, it was recommended to me by someone who I admired greatly, and um, and it, it didn't, that was cryptocurrency, and it didn't end up going the way that I wanted. Oh, wow, so
0: it was right at the beginning. It five, was, would have been four or five years ago, right? No, so, it
1: was, that was in 2017, okay. so at the time it was when Bitcoin okay. was about like 17 $17,000, which right, right. is probably not the well, best you're right, time. actually, it was high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was I about
0: mean, the year before, it was like $250. Yeah. And it just went through the roof, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, but again, I think, you know, these, so many people these days, I think when they've lost the way and they've got a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit in them and, you know, quite often they can be a little bit misguided and mm-hmm. they you know they can get a little bit misled by the shiny object syndrome, mm-hmm. which I'll be completely honest, mm-hmm. I, I was, and um, and I thought it would make me money. I thought it would make me a lot of money, and I quickly realised that it was it was not a good thing. So
0: for two years you followed the shiny penny, and
1: no, it wasn't two years. I was only involved in that for a short a short and the while.
0: Multi level marketing network
1: yeah multi it was yeah it was only a small period of my life
0: a year of your life
1: yeah so let's say during that
0: year you probably spent a lot of time and money and you didn't earn much probably right and did that subconsciously put pressure on you financially or you've been comfortable
1: I was. I've always.
0: There is, a, there is a reason I'm asking this.
1: Yeah, I've always had savings, so I've always been very good at saving money. I don't think I've ever been in a situation whereby I've I've lived hand to mouth. Um, and being in financial services, that's quite unusual because I work with so many people, you know, that live in fancy five star apartments, but. They if they didn't hit target,
0: they, would ca- they can't, can't afford to pay, pay the rent. rent. And if yeah. they
1: don't, you know, but I would always have enough money to pay my rent for a year. Mm. Otherwise, I'd never go into any agreement. And, um, but when you, it's, it's funny, our self worth, I feel, is often dictated by the money that we earn. And for a long time, I'd been involved in a very male dom- dominated. Industries. Um, industry where you know what you earn wasn't hidden we used to have a sales board and you knew what everyone in the company earned and and I used to as much as I used to try not to let my earnings dictate my mood they they often would you know and that's why you know it In sales, you can experience extreme highs and extreme lows and the highs are when you've done a great deal and, you know, you you feel everything's great and then the lows are when, you know, obviously you're just not And that could be the month after
0: because you're as only good as your last month, right? One
1: hundred percent. Yeah. So in answer to your question, yeah, there's always been pressure on me and there's always been pressure on me to succeed. Um,
0: Did you feel that after that year that you were learning, that you put yourself under a lot more pressure, thinking, oh, I've got to do something now because I feel I've wasted some time on two wasted opportunities or whatever. Did your energy change when you went to the marketplace for your next career path?
1: I think my energy did change because I was, I was coming from a place of lack and a place mm-hmm. of scarcity. Yeah. And I think when you do that energetically, you're not in the field. and You're not
0: attracted right opportunities. And
1: you're not. Yeah. and And sometimes
0: desperation comes across you don't even realise it
1: 100% and I think when I made maybe especially with the cryptocurrency now I'm not saying all cryptos are bad it's just the one that I got involved in and thankfully no one I recommended lost money out of that because quite quickly when I went into that
0: you realised it wasn't a good
1: thing I was thinking this is not right so I didn't recommend... I think there was one person, but it was a couple of hundred quid, yes. you know, so it wasn't going to... Thousands and yeah. thousands, yes. Um, whereas I, I did lose quite a substantial amount, um, but I wasn't prepared to, to recommend that to other people. So, yeah.
0: Or even be associated with it, right? Yes. So that's. So what yeah. did you do? After? We don't want to dwell into so too much I, of that. Yeah, so, so I've taken so a full circle uh-huh, now, uh-huh.
1: you know, I feel like I've taken a full circle. So now I kind of work with corporates and um, individuals, mainly women, to find calm and stay centered so that they can kind of stress less and focus more on what they have to do to drive their business forward. That is what I'm doing these days.
0: Why women? Why not people? Why not me? Why not? Yeah. What's yeah? the women, from a man's point of yeah. view? Because we're ignorant, right? Mm. What is the difference between the stress of a woman and the stress of a man? Isn't stress the same?
1: Look, I'll be honest with you. I've just decided to kind of niche down, okay. And, okay. and that is kind of like the honest. You know, if a guy, I work with corporates, and there's men in corporates, and um, but it just tend. The more people I tend to be approached by, is is women, women. but certainly, um, I wouldn't kind of turn a guy away if they said look you know would you work with me um but i do find in business it is better to have a niche within a niche in order because there's you know i mean i was chatting to uh, a friend of mine who is extremely fantastic at what he does in terms of his knowledge and he's a speaker he's been on the circuit for many many years and he was speaking to his marketing guy and they knew somebody that whose business was struggling, but then just by changing one word, one word, they, they started Jennifer. generating more cash flow, and that word was gay. So I can't remember what their tagline was, but it was something helping had entrepreneurs to stress Less so gay, or entrepreneurs or yeah, gay entrepreneurs. Yeah, gay entrepreneurs. So maybe this person was gay. I, I don't know. I sure. don't know who that. But sure. just that one word. Um, and the other. I've recently just founded a company called Made Media. And it's a cutting edge uh, podcast network and platform to help elevate female voices. So we help women find their voice, tell their story and sing their song. And it's more than just a podcast production company. There's so many of them out there. This is a platform and it's a platform for inspirational women to come and to um to elevate their voice and showcase their talents Um,
0: let's say uh, we have a wonderful lady who's done well in life they've been through the everything and they want to share the story do they they come to you they pay a fee for that what happens what happens to them What's the process?
1: So the process is, I mean, so basically, if this individual wanted to start a podcast, we would help them with that. Mm -hmm. Basically, um, you know, from concept to implementation, we would help that put in place, put that in place. But also, they would be part of our female network. And their podcast would be on our website. And uh, so anyone that goes in can onto the website can literally listen to the episodes on the website and we'll continually promote their podcast within the our, network
0: and their associates their connections
1: social media wow. channels on top of that as well you know we would help them find sponsors we would help them find advertising you know like yourself you know you're a podcaster you have to have quite a few listeners to be able to get advertising yes. You know i'm gonna aim high here you know um we've just produced our first podcast um the yoga and leadership podcast which has happened incredibly smoothly i'm very proud of of how that has gone and i will be contacting um you know and my virtual assistant will be contacting A lot of high-profile women here and the beauty as you're aware I have my own podcast and the beauty of that is it's putting me in contact with a lot of people who need a podcast I speak to a lot of inspirational women
0: nobody knows their story they're not heard they're not reaching out to many people
1: yeah exactly Um, I speak to so many people who have got a story to tell and a message to share But they just don't know where to get started, and a lot of people say, "How do you make? Do you make any money through your podcast?" And the answer is, no. I'm not making any direct money through my podcast.
0: Indirectly, you are. But indirectly, influence
1: exactly. It's the connections Mm -hmm, that you make. mm -hmm. And I will say, I set up my podcast like two years ago, and I feel that my own personal growth has expanded massively just through speaking to guests and i learn of every single yes, guest that agree. that that i speak to i take something from them so so
0: that need for learning is just continuing
1: yes mm. yeah and growth exactly mm. and i feel and contribution 100% and you know there's so many and why women you said why women before this platform is specifically for women Um, It's a female-focused platform, and I'm just very passionate about elevating female voices because for many years, I felt that I didn't have a voice. I was very shy, didn't have much confidence, and even later on in life, you know, um, you you realise when you put yourself out there and you start podcasting, you realise... A lot of the insecurities that you do have about sharing your voice and getting your voice heard and there's so many women out there a lot of people who have excelled massively in the careers and you know they've talked on stages you know there's so many people that would benefit from from having a podcast
0: so um, the personal approach gets coached yeah. by you and your team and you do the, you help them with the branding
1: and 100% oh. we will help with Everything
0: so is a one off fee, or is it one off fee and then the retainers,
1: different packages basically? Okay. Yeah, and and a retainer. It depends whether or not, if you want to go all in, there's going to be you know a, a particular a fee price for that, sure. and it, it just depends. How long
0: does the process last
1: in terms of getting
0: someone to ready to get them out to the marketplace?
1: I've literally just set mm. up a podcast for somebody within the space, it took me two days. Wow. However, that person was quite unique in that their podcast had been in the making for over a year. Mm-hmm. They just hadn't got it out They had there. the
0: content. They knew the they message.
1: Had, they had the content.
0: On average, how much? Let's say there's a, there's a female individual, professional. I know someone in mind. That's what I'm asking. And they, they, first of all, one, they don't have enough confidence to go out there, but they know they're smart enough or they've been told by others they're smart enough. And they get introduced to you. Um, their life experience, and they, don't, they might not even know it, yes, is fascinating and they've got a lot to share. Okay. How long would it take to inspire them, put the branding together, and get them ready to go out? On average, six weeks, five weeks, six no, months. We
1: could do it within a month. We could really? do it in a couple of weeks. Exactly. You know, it depends
0: on their commitment. Yeah. I guess.
1: One thing that I like to do when I record podcasts, I like to batch, batch record my podcasts. Mm-hmm. At one point, I would do a hat trick. I'd do three in a row yeah when you're just starting out maybe you haven't got the confidence but there's ways that you can really manage your time effectively so but a lot of it you know if someone didn't have any idea on where they wanted to start they just knew that they had a voice and they wanted to share it we would really sit sit down and we'd you know we'd talk with them about the angle that they wanted to come from the niche that they wanted to 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 be in and We'd. I'd always recommend that someone find a niche within a niche, because I think then you're going to be more successful. Um, so it's like you know, if you're talking about yoga, find a niche within within that. Um,
0: That's really important. Thank you for that. Yeah.
1: So, but yeah, it, mm-hmm. it all depends on how open the other person is mm-hmm. and. You
0: know, I guess there's a lot of um, coaching going on as well. I guess majority of it is working on the mind, the mindset, correct?
1: Yeah, 100%. Mm.
0: And um, somehow taking that lid off their limited beliefs.
1: 100%, yeah. definitely, yeah.
0: So um, I'm going to talk... We have still have some time. Um, if somebody wants to reach out to you, uh, we're going to talk about other things in regards to the, um, the MABE... Mabe Media. Uh, How do they reach out to you?
1: They can reach out to me on Instagram at Mabe Media Agency.
0: Mabe is M A B -B for Bravo Echo. B
1: E, Mabe. I'll tell you the brief story behind the name, but they can reach out to me on Instagram under Mabe Media and on, sorry, on Instagram at Mabe Media Agency. I'll give you the links and you can put them in the we show We will put them notes, at the bottom of the thing. And then on yes. Facebook, Made Media, and then our website, which is mademedia.com.
0: Amazing. Great, so, great. And
1: it's named after my grandmother. I was very close to my nana Is she still with us? She passed away, unfortunately, about three years ago. I'm sorry to hear that. And, um, This
0: is her legacy, right?
1: This is her legacy. My grandma was called Mabel. My That's dad nice. used to call my grandma... Mabe for short and she was an incredibly strong woman she left school very early um, because she had 11 siblings like many families did at the time and she had to take care of a family and as a result of that she didn't know how to read or write properly yet her and my grandfather achieved great things in business as a team. You know, my granddad was a bit of an entrepreneur in his day, and they both had many, they always worked for themselves, and she was an incredibly hardworking individual, very intuitive. I think women tend to be a lot more intuitive than men, and that really helped her within business, so I thought, you know, what better person to name Inspire the platform. you as well,
0: because... I've been there where you name an agency or your business after a family member you never want to let it fail ever and that's that bazooka you need to up your ass excuse my language to make sure it never fails and it succeeds because that's the legacy of your amazing grandma
1: exactly 100% and she's still there like she's always there in my heart um, but wow it's just yeah it's, it's incredible do you know
0: what I find is uh, I say to my clients tell the story you say Made Media, they go, okay, Made Media, but if you actually in there say, maybe at your, um, I don't know if it's on your website, tell people where the name came from, because I'll never forget the story, and I'll ne- if five minutes ago, Made Media, maybe you left, I would have forgotten it, but now I'll never forget it for the rest of my life,
1: Yeah.
0: because there's an emotional story attached to the name.
1: Definitely. So is people, it on your
0: website? Is this story on your website? It
1: is, yeah. I'm proud of it. It is, 100%, you. it's there.
0: You're writing a book.
1: I started writing a book uh, a couple of years ago now, and it's a thirty-day guide to mind mastery, and it's essentially a a guide on how I live my life and what keeps me kind of um, what it, what keeps me motivated and focused during quite challenging times. Because you're
0: always smiling.
1: Thank you You're
0: always smiling Because yeah. that is a decision right You don't wake up with some funny Smiley DNA inside you True
1: I, yeah, look, You
0: wake up with aches and pains And worries and all sorts of things But you make a decision To friggin' smile every day Yeah So what's the secret
1: Yeah I'm very grateful You know I, Look I'm not perfect And I, we've, I think everyone's been experiencing A lot of challenging situations of late I shared with you One that I've got going on which has impacted on my ability to to sit down and write. So I have had quite a significant period of where I haven't put pen to paper or, you know, or, or typed my words for this book um, because of that. But it will get it will get released sooner sooner than later. Hopefully. How far into the um, book are you? I'm about three quarters written. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, quite.
0: Is it? F- what is it? Is it kind of your own story? Is it a story attached, or is it like educational? It's
1: it's personal development, and like I say, it's a thirty-day guide. So it's it's all about routine. You know, it's kind. Of, it, it's nothing we haven't been taught before. You know, a lot of these personal development books are being regurgitated. The message is regurgitated. You know, so but hopefully, I'm. You know, the angle that I'm coming from is. Going to keep people interested and motivated. Is it
0: female-oriented? Or? No,
1: no, okay. no. And
0: do you talk about your own personal experiences, sharing your lessons?
1: I do at the beginning. Yes.
0: So you kind of tell people why you've uh, earned the right for them to listen to you and respect your. Yes. Uh, yeah. Your courses.
1: Yeah, I'm very big on on routine and um, also like gratitude. You said what you know. Your question was. You know, why do why you smile keep smiling? Yeah. I, when I wake up on a morning, I like to think of what I'm grateful for, you know. Um, I used to do it automatically. Now I pray. I've changed that. I pray to God now. It's the first thing I do. A
0: particular religion or just God? Uh,
1: Christi- Christianity, yeah. Uh, so, but again, you know, part of that is you know when I'm praying I'm talking about gratitude Um, but for many years you know before I before I was praying the first thing on my mind like I'd I'd program my mind on a morning to to just think right what three things am I grateful for so even when I'm tired and I just wake up it'd be like what three things am I grateful for and quite often I'd forget what they are because I'm in theta state when you wake up and then I'd be like, but it was the first thing on my mind. And now I pray. And I, you know, obviously, I... Is pray a
0: verse or is it a conversation with God?
1: It's a conversation with, mm-hmm. with God, yeah.
0: I pray every day and every morning and every night. Yeah. And it makes a difference. My, um, In this prayer, she's Muslim, but it doesn't matter. And um, my grandma, who was uneducated, in, in this prayer, it says, I, I go to sleep, sleeping mm-hmm. on the right-hand side. And I hope I wake up in the morning in the right way. Wonderful. And if I, like I don't, that. I just want to say how grateful I am for, and then you say what you're grateful about. And I, my father passed away in his sleep when I was four. He was 29. And he never got a chance to see his family grow. He never got a chance to see his son make it or not, grandchildren. And just breathing, to me, is a bonus. Yes. Yes, the fact that I'm going to old age now is a bonus because you're not even guaranteed old age, you know? And and people say, why are you smiling all the time? It's because I'm blessed to be, I already had a heart attack uh, 11 years ago and um, had a high chance of dying. And this is a bonus to sit in front of you now, having this conversation in Dubai with this wonderful Yahya sitting here listening. It's, a, it's just
1: yeah.
0: a bonus, isn't it? We're not guaranteed anything. Yeah, 100%,
1: yeah. definitely. You know, we are grateful to be alive. So, yeah. One thing that I like to ask God in my prayers is how can I serve people? Because wow. for so long, I feel that my life's just been about me. God,
0: and me. you. know,
1: and I think, you know, because I don't have children. And, and I think when you're in that position, you can sometimes get quite selfish. Yes. And, you know, so I, I like to when I'm speaking to God, I like to ask him how I can, you know, just help me help someone today. You know, how can I serve somebody else? And it may be something as little as giving the beggar ten dirhams or it's just, you know, opening your heart to to situations that were always maybe there in front of you but maybe you would just ignore them
0: it's incredible you say this, because I went to that. I have a coach, and my coach lives in Switzerland. And today, I was, she said, how's it going? I haven't spoken to you for a while, and about a month. And I said, you know what? I have 10 things I need to focus on. And the only thing that I've been focusing on is me. Poor me, why me? I was so self-observed. Yeah. And I forgot about the nine important things. At the end of the day, if I look at my 10 priorities, I am number 10. whilst I've been focusing on me, me, me I've missed out my time with my kids I've missed out inspiring my team members the young, youthful, beautiful staff who come here working for me hoping that I inspire them and train them I missed out on it financially we've suffered because I've been so consumed by me why does it happen to me why is this, why serving others is by far the biggest reason, isn't it?
1: Yeah, 100% Amazing 100 percent and yeah we can be quite selfish at times you know I think sometimes when you're going through challenging situations you know we can just focus on ourselves and but it is quite a selfish place to come on how do you snap
0: out of it because what I find is when I'm there I go in this spiral and my biggest challenge is to snap out of it and Maybe, you know, it's we're creatures of habits, but maybe when I'm in that spiral place, I'm getting connection with myself and love and significance, so I'm addicted to that spiral. How, if you were my coach, how would you coach me to snap out of that and think of something else, focus on something else? I mean,
1: it's your thoughts, basically. How do you control Everything your comes mm, down to agree. our mind and to our thoughts, all stresses, you know, and quite often our, our stories are not that important you know, I'm, well, I'm, I'm not saying that we shouldn't ignore them, but my backstory or, you know, that poor me, like, oh, you know, I never experienced enough love as a child or my mom's never said, I've never heard my mom say that she's proud of me. Like, there's so many other people out there that have had situations like, like that. And, you know, I think we have to stop feeding ourselves that poor me story. And it's just all about controlling your thoughts and that is to still your mind and it's to breathe a lot of it comes from breath you know it's kind of like you know you've heard of the fight or flight syndrome you know whenever we experience stressful situations you know you get heart palpitations you've already had a heart attack so you need to be very aware of these situations you know our palm gets sweaty Mm. and you know, we go red in the face and we get we get angry and this is what you know, our ancestors, you know, experienced this. Cave
0: cavemen, The cavemen yeah, exactly.
1: experienced all of this and we still feel the same feelings when we're in stressful situations and they you know, that they do. And like I say, it's what we call the flight fight or flight. And the way to combat that is by being still. By really just being still and stilling your mind you know, eliminating, you know, or releasing all thoughts from your mind.
0: Do you meditate every day?
1: I do. I release meditations on my podcast. I have a lot of free guided meditations on my podcast.
0: How do we listen to your podcast? Can you share it's it It's
1: the Zoe Turner podcast, um, available on all, all major podcasting um, networks and I have a number of small 10-15 minute meditations on there on my website ZoeMindCoach.com I have guided visualizations which you can go in and buy Um, but there's a lot of free resources on my podcast and one good thing to do is just to to really just breathe in, I do a lot of breath work Um, there's one exercise which which is really useful which I'll share with you I borrowed this from um, a yogi, Yogi Mandeep. And it's basically you just breathe in, breathe in, but you breathe in the whole world, you breathe in the universe. Can
0: I do it now? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna, should I close my eyes? Yeah. Okay, hands anywhere?
1: Anywhere. Okay, guide me. So just breathe in very deeply and breathe in the whole universe. And just hold that breath. Hold it for 5 seconds, you can hold it for 10, hold it for 15, but just still the mind. Don't have any other thoughts in there. Just allow your mind to release any thoughts and any tension. Then when you feel you're ready to breathe, just breathe out. breathe out through your nose that's a very quick and easy technique and you can do that when you're getting in your car you can take deep breaths and hold your breath so you when can...
0: triggers happen you, it's a good place to be just stop breathe how often should one breathe for how long Would you say a minute five minutes because I, I, I get it because when I'm spiralling, this conversation in my head is taking me and I react. And often you look back and think, why did I do that at that point? Right. A
1: very quick one to do is a... I borrowed this one. I'm sure Tony Robbins wasn't the first to do it, and he borrowed it off someone. But it's in Tony's priming exercise. And I do this a lot because I've got a type A personality. Getting I like to be on the go. So I literally just raise my hands above my head like that and breathe in and out deeply. And I do three sets of 30. Wow. And once you've done very quickly, it's a very aggressive move. So you're like. I don't want to yeah. breathe out because things might come out my nose. Oh, that is. Yeah, but you breathe, okay. breathe in and out through your nose. Oh, okay. So breathe out through your mouth as well. Mm-hmm. But you do it really aggressively like that. And after you finish that, mm-hmm. even if you just do three sets of ten,
0: yeah.
1: um, your physiology changes. If you, if you want to do it, no, enough. I
0: might. Yeah. Away. So. so <laughs> oh, you made me conscious. now. you th- anything? Good.
1: Your physiology will change. You will, you know, you'll feel that like you're. Um, fingers are tingling your hands are tingling and and that's okay because that's the energy that's a stagnant energy with your body kind of moving around so there's lots of little things that you can do to change a state there's the 478 breathing technique for anxiety which is where you breathe in for four you hold for seven and you breathe out for eight 478 and everything is down to breath you know and if you're breathing very shallow breaths and you know you're not getting enough oxygen in that's is when we're not thinking straight but you're only going to be able to really still the mind if you're breathing correctly it all comes down to breath
0: how often do you how long do you spend in the morning meditating
1: i i mean at the moment probably about 15 20 minutes and i normally just listen i do the priming with tony robbins and i listen to my own meditation quite often because I need to test them, I want to test them out and I listen to them and I'll be like God, that's awesome you're actually good at this that is really yeah. good um, so, but you know the longest I've meditated for is four hours, Dr. Joe Dispenser I attended a week long retreat with Dr. Joe I he's he medit- incredible, isn't he? he's it? absolutely, I mean Dr. Joe has opened up visualisation and meditation to so many people who would not have been open to it before because he comes from a very scientific perspective, you know. He's a neuroscientist and they've done that much scientific research that a lot of people that would often dismiss it as being woo-woo and a load of rubbish and now especially men would often associate that and now really open to it because it's backed by science, science. and what Joe Dispenza talks a lot about is marrying your thought with the emotion you know so it's not wow. just about saying the mantra over and over in your head it's actually feeling picturing visualizing what you would like but feeling the emotion that you would feel when you've experienced that so it's actually living the event as though the event has already happened yes
0: I believe that because Tiger Woods used to visualize winning the tournament and then walk from the 18th hole backwards while all his competitors were going from the first hole to the last he was the way he walked he'd already won it Amazing, amazing. amazing. Yeah, um, he was here, Jody Spencer, wasn't he, um, about a year ago? And I think 3,000 people turned out at one stage. I think one day they all went to the desert, right?
1: Yeah. Did you go? That, I did. Uh, it Thousands
0: was, of people went to the desert? We or did, yeah. yeah. Amazing.
1: It was a, a week-long retreat.
0: You know what's amazing? That he doesn't have the same marketing behind him, but he's got a huge following. Yeah. Amazing following. And everyone I meet talks about him like, He's amazing as well
1: He is I mean Mm. You know He has a very good team You know And they do market themselves Very well Because I'm on his mailing list And his events Literally sell out Within days Uh, I think the Dubai event Sold out Within days And it wasn't cheap it, yeah, but it was worth every single Yeah, of dirham. course, the value
0: you get out. Well, I'm just saying it's sold out. 3,000 people sold that. In I the mean, most...
1: it, to be honest, the, it wasn't that expensive. You know, I, I've been to a lot of events over the years and the price of that, I think I paid about 7,000 dirhams.
0: Oh, okay, not too bad. Not $7,000 okay, for a week course. 7,000
1: dirhams for a mm-hmm. week-long event. Of course, I lived in Dubai, so I didn't have to pay for accommodation. Mm-hmm. A lot of people traveling in mm-hmm. had to pay for mm-hmm. their own hotel and accommodations so and the price goes up. But the food was awesome, you know, it was it was worth...
0: And just being seven days with like-minded people, the energy was amazing, right?
1: Oh, it was... I mean, I'd never... To be honest, I didn't... I had no idea it was going to be anything like it was. It was a little bit like when I went to a Lisa Nichols event. yes. You the know, one in dubai i did i went to her speak and write event which the najari event yes. a, the najari yeah. which was a 3 day event and it was a speak and write and she did say at the beginning she said i want your transformation she knows cuz she does this on every event she goes in you know people walk in there thinking they're going to learn how to speak on stage and to write but That woman is probably one of the most inspirational women that I've ever um, had the pleasure of meeting. And just like everyone was just crying, you know, it it was very, very transformational. And, you know, you go in there and you think, oh, I'm not going to do that. That's not going to be me, but oh wow. It's often the
0: case. I remember when people going to UPW Tony Robbins and uh, they don't want to hug they don't want to go in they don't want to jump up and down next day they're hugging everyone they're jumping up and down they're screaming and dancing amazing Amazing. sometimes it's best not to know because you set yourself expectations and rules just go open minded and and surprises is good
1: 100% and it's you know it's really worth investing in yourself either having a mentor or Going to these courses and you know, I remember one person saying to me, and he was a coach, and he was like, "Zoe, you know the stuff. Just stop spending the money, you know. Just focus and on he's your." He's a coach.
0: Things yeah. stop spending your money just, on learning. Just
1: focus on your own business, and in a way, he's got a point because some people do become seminar junkies, junkies yeah. and they don't do anything yeah. with it. But you know,
0: but I a coach. Would advise you on balance right it's balance you always have to invest in charity work you always have to invest savings and also invest in growth
1: 100% Mm. and there's
0: marketing and sales and recruitment and training
1: exactly exactly no but I just get so much I mean I wouldn't say I was a seminar junkie but I get so much, I've ha- got, gotten so much from the events. Mm-hmm. And Ajari have put on some fantastic events. Yeah, we managed yeah. the
0: marketing for the Tony Robbins event last year.
1: Wow. Fifteen yeah.
0: thousand people in the stadium, we packed it in.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean I would love to attend one of his
0: Were you there the last one that Tony uh, came
1: I was, yeah. Nick
0: check was my guest. I brought him from the US.
1: Did you? Yeah, I've done
0: a podcast with Nick. Did you wow. were you here when he came in? Such a generous guy. I he loved, everyone, did he were you I'd here? Love to everybody have everybody him cute t- oh you missed it.
1: I'd love to have him on my podcast. Yeah,
0: I can organise it. I can yeah, he's got his own podcast now, so it might be a bit difficult I know, but know he uh,
1: has, yeah.
0: Yeah, he was here telling that me that he's in his podcast. Everywhere, in, everywhere we went, builders off the street came hugging him, and he's got so much love to give. He's an amazing guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed listening to, to to Nick. And wasn't Alicia Keys? Yeah, Alicia there? Keys was. And Alicia Keys. That, I mean, that was awesome. What an event! Mm.
0: Alicia Keys, Tony Robbins. Yeah, um, Tony's
1: just done his first, first virtual yeah, four-day yeah, yeah, um, yeah, event, yeah. Unleash the Power Within.
0: I mean, world's changing. So a couple of more questions and then we're done. Have you enjoyed it?
1: I have, actually, yeah.
0: You've been amazing. Thank you so much. And I'm sure people are listening and she's, thinking she's smooth. She's a smooth operator. Um, are you money-driven? Yes. What do you think if you had to describe money, what would you say money is?
1: Well, you've... um, What would I say money is? Yeah. I'm going to not hide it. For me, money is... um, I love making money. I love making a lot of money. And...
0: um, Does it come easy to you?
1: I think that all... That comes from where you're at within yourself. You know, we spoke about scarcity earlier on and lack. And quite often when you're making transitions and you're not making as much money it's very easy to come from a place of scarcity and you have to keep reminding yourself to come from a place of abundance um, for me money is about choice you know, it gives you freedom to be able to live the life the way that you choose and it's also about giving back I have a football team in India that I um, set up in the back end of 2016, the beginning of 2017, eleven young boys from a very poor fisherman's village, and um, you know I feel like every single one of them now is part of my family, and I would like to develop. I see them every year, and we have new kits, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know they're getting to the age now where you know they're going to school. Well, sorry, they're all at school, but in a few years, they're going to be leaving school. And I want to contribute to that, you know, I want them all to be able to, um, to have something that they, can, that they can work towards. I mean, I had a bit of a dream, a vision the other day, whether or not it would become a reality, which is buying a house in the village where they live, very poor village, and a house where I can visit and, and stay in, but also turning it into a learning center. Um, have computers in there, you know. Hire a watchman to you know watch it all, all the time. Um, but develop it into a learning center and train anyone from that village who wants to train. Train them into you know like digital marketing because I think
0: the future it's, it?
1: it's our future and they can
0: reach out from India, anywhere in the world so they're not limited by the neighbourhood
1: and and limitations
0: a, of the country
1: or the exactly, village exactly exactly so many kind of freelancers you know my video my video editor is from the Philippines you know my graphic designer is from the Philippines these days you don't have to have. They live in the Philippines. Yes. I live in Dubai. They live in the Philippines. Yes. I just feel that like if you have these skills, you're never going to be out of work. And whether or not that vision will get turned into a, re- a reality or whether or not it will become another, another vision. But for me, you know, earning a good income and being successful means that I can contribute more, yeah. And you That's can just beautiful. give back to those that that, um, you know, I'm not, I don't, I'm not interested in, you know, it's, don't get me wrong, I like nice things, um, but I think because I'm a little bit older, you know, I've been seduced by that before, it doesn't really seduce me. Been
0: there, done it, got this yeah. t-shirt, yeah. It didn't change your life much, yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you you know, know what's funny, when, when, when people watch,
0: die, can... 99% of your items are thrown away within the first month means nothing the legacy you leave behind is the, the people you touched and, and exactly.
1: helped and how you made them feel yeah 100%
0: thank you final question I'd love to have you back here in a couple of years hopefully we're all healthy and I've still got my teeth and my voice um what would Zoe be doing in two years
1: in a couple of years time my media made media because it's we're launching it at the moment is going to be well known all over the world and we're going um, to have some incredibly inspiring women on the platform and it is going to be one of the top kind of media companies. Um, that is a vision that I have for, for Made Media. Personally, I would like to, um, I'd like to get married. I've I've been asked a couple of times, but I've never been married. Is there
0: anyone in the pipeline right now? There isn't,
1: no, no.
0: So focus on the kind of man you want, right? Not the ones you don't want.
1: Exactly, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I'd love to meet someone and and get married and, you know, I don't know if I've left it too late to have kids, but I would like to have kids in in one way or another.
0: Um, I was having a conversation with someone uh, early, I think a couple of days ago for coffee and I said when we were young, when I was young I believe that, you know, I spoke to Tony and he said, look, you know how much I charge I said, yes, yeah, quite expensive, and you don't need the money he goes, the more people pay, the more they appreciate it and I think dating has become so cheap in my opinion You're a, as a human being, you're a swipe to the left or a swipe to the right there's no um, effort made and I think I would hate to be in a dating place now where you're sitting in front of someone and they may be thinking, I can't wait for tomorrow's date, or four before, and it's hard. It's really, really difficult. And if I had to give advice to anybody, I'd say, you know, go go on courses and you're gonna meet people with like-minded people who, you know, you're in synergy, your value's in synergy, because these dating sites, to me, it's just a numbers game and it's nothing more in my opinion degrading than being judged by your looks or by your wear or your wealth uh, in my opinion in my opinion. I know
1: it is a challenge and you know I've been on these dating sites that, that you talk mm. about I've always struggled with them yeah. personally um, for a lot of the reasons and um, but again it's just another iron in the in the fire so to speak and you know I do know a lot of people that I've had successful relationships Mm -hmm. and meeting people that Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. but I also know some horror stories like my friend and I'm not going to repeat it on air but she just told me a story of what happened during a date the other day and my heart just really really opened up and I just felt for her it was just a horrible situation in the way that she was treated by this guy like I'd never heard anything like it Um,
0: there's lots of uh, sharks out there and I think it opens the 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 door for them to easily uh, find victims or, or people they can. I just say be careful, the be arise. careful. I mean, it's uh, don't don't let your emotions rule your head. You know, 100%. be be careful out there. And whether you're a man or a woman, let the other person work for it, because then they appreciate it more. Definitely. And if you don't, it just um, it's. Yeah, and one thing I've
1: realised, it's don't be afraid to tell people wh- what you want, you know. I often never used to tell people, but I'm, you know, but now I, I am, you know, I do. I'd like to get married, if at all possible. I'd like to have kids. That's and nice. if that person is mature enough to handle that, they're not going to run.
0: And they're not going to waste your time. And they're not yeah. going to
1: waste my time. Yeah. You know, the more I explore my Christian faith... The more I really believe in the concept of no sex after marriage, as well. You know, no sex before marriage. Before marriage, (laughs) not after (laughs) marriage. No sex after marriage. That's like (laughs) most
0: marriages, right? No, loads of sex (laughs) after marriage,
1: but you know, whether or not, you know, but this is something that I'm coming to. You know, I've been thinking a, a lot about and whether or not. You know, I don't know. It's just. There's no, not a that. lot of guys out there that would, unless they're a yes. man of faith and they're a yeah. man of God and they yeah. take it really seriously. So I have
0: um, employees who are in their late 20s and are virgins and, and they want to, for the right person, and I really admire that. I really admire it because there is something amazing, something special, something that um, is for the soulmate. And I really respect.
1: There's that. a purity about it that I love, but then there's also pros to it and there's cons again. You know, yeah. you know, it is. It is, what, it, it is you know a concept what? that I'm a little yeah. bit torn. Yeah. Torn with, if I'm Just being let honest.
0: it go. Just let it go. To the universe, have the right values. Yes. I say to people, stop talking about what you don't want. Focus on what you want, and you attract what you want. And uh, you know. Uh, Maybe in two years I'll be interviewing your husband, and you're pregnant. You never know, and and make media doing really well.
1: Yeah,
0: I wish you all the best of luck, and uh, hopefully you want to interview me soon, right?
1: One hundred percent. Yeah, it'd be my honour. Yes.
0: Finally, we got to meet. Thank you so much, Zoe. It's an hour and a bit, I think we've been talking, and it's just gone so quick.
1: I know it has. It has. If there's anyone listening to this as well, I'm also. Open to partnering up with someone on my Made Media platform. I think there's, it's going to be an incredible opportunities there. So what kind any, of
0: partners are you looking for?
1: I don't know. I'd be open to discussing that. Yeah, but that's what I'm. If there's anyone, any media company or any kind of entrepreneurs out there that would like to, would be interested in talking about that. I'd be open. Do you have a business have plan?
0: Do you have like, uh, some ideas of partnerships? Because that will help. Yeah. I'm always interested. Okay. So uh, it'd be great if you have any, forward it to me. and I may, I may look at it. So.
1: Excellent. Okay. Done. I think it's an amazing opportunity.
0: You. Great. Done. Can we allow to shake hands? Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh for my that. God, Namaste. That
1: was good. Enjoyed Thank you, Zoe. That. Thank you. I
0: really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. See you soon.